You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, a TV Roundup Commentary. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to House of the Dragon Commentary, Season 1, Episode 1, the Season 1 premiere on HBO. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm here with Jack Falvey. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? Well, doing great. Very excited to, to get these commentaries underway. Uh, we're coming off of Better Call Saul commentaries. That is over. And that's the best thing that we can say about that commentary experiences as as much as we can so i I have a recommendation for anybody who is like lukewarm on a tv series and they want to remain a fan of it don't commit to doing commentaries for six seasons of it (laughs) just a word to the wise yeah well to be fair we did think it was going to be you know a couple of seasons we didn't think it was going to go six seasons eight years i think it was Six seasons, eight years, a prequel movie, and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Plus this fucking cartoon. We're not talking about this. We're not getting into this. We're We're here for something completely different. That's right. That's right. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We do these TV commentaries, uh, you know, when when the show dictates it, right? So, like, we're coming off the Better Call Saul ones. That dictated it as the Breaking Bad prequel. And now we, well, we used to do Game of Thrones commentaries, on this mm. uh, on this very show, and uh, that left a left a giant hole. But you know, a few years later, here we are with a with a prequel for Game of Thrones called House of the Dragon. Episode one is called the hair the, the hairs. What if this is called the hairs of the dragon, and they just fucking braid each other hair? <laughs> just braid each other's hair the entire time. A bunch of people sitting around a campfire, just taking turns burning each other. Little hair of the dragon, you know what I mean, boys? Hair of the dragon, my right guys. They're just dancing literally in the fire. We are all queued up on our file to the HBO Stinger. That's where our file starts. Yep. On the count of uh, at three, two, one, on go, we'll all hit play, and then we'll all watch and commentate on the season premiere, right. series premiere. Of House of the Dragon on HBO. All right, buddy, you ready? I am. Let's fucking do this. All right, three, two, one, go. Okay. Um, back, back to doing HBO comms. <clears throat> so, few thoughts going through my head going into this. All right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's impossible to not, you know, I got to bring it up one more time. Then I'm not talking about it anymore. Obviously we just finished better call Saul. That was an mm-hmm. eight year prequel series. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We've got this Andor show coming out in a couple of weeks. That's a star Wars prequel to a prequel that we saw, right? Yes. We got Lord of the Rings rings of power. That's a prequel to a trilogy that we saw. Right? Yes. Some would say it's a prequel to two trilogies, but we're not going to acknowledge the shittier of the two because fuck those movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's in the air right now, Hair. but it's well. <laughs> Sorry, here. Could be. Call back to two minutes ago. There you go. But I don't understand why everybody is prequelizing everything right now. I, I, I don't. I don't know what that's about. I don't know why it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's. I don't know if I could call it creatively bankrupt. Um, because I think that there are good prequel ways to tell a prequel story. Um, it's just a little weird. It's, it's a weird trend that's happening right now and I'm not sure what's causing it or, 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 or who said it's, it's the right thing to do, but, um, a lot of trepidation starting this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, a lot of trepidation. Um, Where where was your head at? I got my hand raised. Go for it. Okay. I think... They're creatively bank- bankrupt. Yeah. They, Game of Thrones is hugely successful for HBO, for George Martin. I mean, just think about the amount of like merch that was sold, Blu-rays, all kinds of shit. Won a lot of awards. Mm. And I think it's literally not finding the Nathan Fielders of the world. You know, the right. people that can creatively come up with something outside the box 
and and see it through. Mm. Also, it, that made me think that not how long ago it was, maybe over 10 years ago, maybe over 15 years ago. Um, I, I also like this. It's like 172 years before a bad king, Princess uh, Daenerys Targaryen. 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. You get it, guys? Right. I do love that they fucking <laughs> Everybody got up. that? Opened up with the fucking dragon riding scene. What's up? Let's go. Anyway, I was going to say, like, over 10 years ago for sure, there was a whole sequel thing. Everything had to be a sequel. Yeah, I think yep. we're just in a cycle of uh, of prequels now, and yeah. it's instead of finding creative premises or something like that, why don't we just go with a property that's already been successful? And you know, there's always oh, there's already this book fire and blood about the history of the targaryen kings why don't we just use that as the basis for an hbo show for a prequel yeah <clears throat> it, uh, so you know you guys did the commentaries for for all the episodes as mm. they came out yeah and since the for, you know the finale of game of thrones it's kind of just been like yeah well that was a thing that happened and basically <laughs> fuck hbo for doing that and sure. fuck george rr R. martin for not finishing the books and just you know yeah. a lot of i mean my, my perspective on all of it has just been like okay well that that was it, there, there was good stuff in there and there's a lot of great lore but until that asshole finishes another book like i you know fuck off basically well the fire and blood book which is the history of the targaryen kings which isn't even the entire reign so there's going to be a part mm. two of that shit, too. Man, yeah. that was a fucking slog to get through a lot of that. Yeah, I never, Ugh. I didn't do it. It was, dude, it was fucking it's very interesting in parts, very compelling page turner in parts, and some parts are just like, ugh. Let's, yeah. Just fucking get to it already. Yeah. Um, so where they landed right here, I'm pretty sure, is a place called the Dragon Pit. Mm. And during this time, I think there were... I, they said 10 here. I think there was up to like 15 or 20 dragons at this point. Um, okay. But the dragons, after they would dry, drop off their riders, uh, they would all chill in the dragon pit. It's just this giant fucking uh, like coliseum stadium type of place where mm. they have um, uh, like underground um, like caverns and holes that they or, uh what do you call it dens that's tr what i'm going for oh okay sure awesome. mm -hmm. but anyway um yeah that's where they kind of just chill in their their off time um so one thing that's coming across to me in this series so far is that it seems and and it's only one episode so i'm sure you know we'll be getting a lot more perspective on this mm -hmm. but regardless of how the targaryens are viewed throughout the game of thrones series mm -hmm. It sort of seems like King's Landing is fairly prosperous. Like, like there's brighter colors. Um, yeah, I think a, it, it looks like there's a clearer delineation of, of like class at this time. Um, they're yeah. obviously shooting King's Landing in a way to make it look, I think, much more majestic and sort of regal than it ever did in Thrones. I agree. Um, a, lot of, a lot of bigger, like, um, wide shots, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that an indication that, you know, the, the the writers are kind of telling us that Targaryens were actually good rulers up to a point? Yeah, yeah. So after, so as this starts, they talk about the Great Council, and mm -hmm. that is to find a uh, successor for the old King Jaehaerys, and he's called uh, Jaehaerys the Conciliator, and he's mm -hmm. he's one of the longest reigning Targaryen kings in history, and the best, and he mm -hmm. he's basically your um, so in the main series in Game of Thrones, they, they mentioned Targaryens and they're like, oh, when a, the, the small folks say when a Targaryen is born, it's basically a coin flip of whether he's going to be a good king or a bad king. Right. And Jaehaerys just happened to be not only the best king, not only the good king, but the best king like ever. Um, <clears throat> he's the one that set up all the roads throughout Westeros, you know, that connects all the different realms. Like he he like really brought all the seven realms together, and uh, you know during this time it was the the time where it was the most peaceful time. There wasn't like a lot of uprisings or rebellions or anything like that. There were the most dragons ever, 
There was, uh, you know, like not a lot of wars across the narrow sea. And even the small, like the small folk, you know, loved Jaehaerys. Because like he was really big on trade and he just, everybody fucking prospered. You know, it's that whole, the whole adage of, um, you know, rising tides lifts all boats kind of thing. And everybody loved him. And, you know, Viserys right here, I forget his name. Um, It's an Edgar Wright guy. Uh, whatever. Uh, the Saris. Oh, um, uh, uh, is it right? uh, the is hand? It... Are you talking about the hand? No, 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 not the hand. Um, because that's right. Ry- that's Rise Iphans. Uh, recent, recent, yeah, Reese Reese, Iphans. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, the king here, Viserys. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck. Um, I forget his name. Anyway, but he, uh, Patty Considine. There you go. He's considered King Viserys is considered just like a. Some people call him weak. He's called weak in this episode. But he's, like, benevolent. He doesn't want to... He wants to throw... I think he had, like, the most uh, tournaments. He threw, like, the most tournaments. He was like Robert that way. Mm-hmm. King Bobby B. Where he just, like, loved throwing a fucking party. He loved people... He loved, he loved being on people's good sides. And he didn't want to make decisions that would make him look bad and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels... I mean, obviously, it's a different series. It's a different time. But right out the gate, things didn't necessarily have that, like, cloud of despair over them instantly. Yeah, in yeah, absolutely. I think that's super um, important. And I, I really like yeah. that about this story that's being told is that yeah, it's not dark and grim. It's going to be. But it's not right, right. now. Right. And that that actually, to me, kind of justifies... Uh, making this show like, like I, yeah. Overall, I mean, I'm not getting too ahead of ourselves, but I was actually into this in a way that I didn't expect to be at all. Um, I, I, I don't know. Again, it's like you have a certain memory of how things went in the previous series. You ask yourself, why the fuck am I going to waste more time getting into this stuff? And then this starts, and yes, there are family lines, and obviously it opens with a shot from Hall, and we, we have some mm-hmm. geography mm-hmm. to things. But overall, I, I actually think they did a really good job inside of a single hour of establishing a lot of characters and a lot of, of, of plot stuff very quickly. Um, I think, yeah, and I think I'm, I'm already pretty... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty into this. Like... <laughs> I'm I'm pleasantly surprised, I guess, is what I was. I was very apprehensive. Didn't didn't really care for it. Was nice. It was nice to see the trailers. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, this show's never going to sell me. I I shouldn't say never. This show hasn't sold me on the trailers and in this episode on Matt Smith, like whatsoever. Other than Mm -hmm. the dialogue that he delivers, like, and we'll get to him at some point. But yeah, think about like. First episode, Game of Thrones, right? Season one. All we know, so the Targaryens have been out of power for like 20 years. And all we know about the Targaryens is from like other people, you mm-hmm. know, outside of the Targaryens. Like even Danny doesn't really know her history. All, her history just comes from her brother, who's a fucking completely psychotic person. Right. So even that's not true. So it's nice to be in the mix and seeing lots of different Targaryens with different personalities and also in King's Landing, you know, like I said before, I think Robert had like two rebellions and he just fucking right. put that shit down quick. Right. Because he was like the warrior king. And if there are no more rebellions, you're just going to sit around and, and get fat because you're not fighting, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like seeing a, like you said, like an opulent, a, uh, an opulent King's Landing. And and again, like not knowing where any of this goes, mm-hmm. interesting, not really foreshadowing, but just sort of like shades of things that happen in Game of Thrones. Like for instance, this, mm-hmm. this exchange between the two of them feels very incestual. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's very like, hmm, well... Probably know where that's going to end up. You know? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, now, I I won't uh, mention this for anybody who isn't aware, 
But I, so I was looking up a, who a few of these actors were because I didn't know everybody. Obviously, I knew a couple of the, the, the characters, but mm-hmm. not everyone, right? Yeah. So I was trying to look up who, who they were, and I noticed something very interesting about the casting of this show. Um, do you know anything about the casting? Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm not going to mention it, but it may, after watching this episode, I looked at the casting, and I saw certain characters' names. And I okay. said, oh, that's very interesting. Um, I don't know if this is going to be meant as a- another series of multiple seasons. I'm sure HBO wants that. But what I saw out of the casting on IMDb made mm-hmm. me think that this may be like a one-season deal. And really? they might be doing something very cool with it. I-, I don't know that for sure. Okay, so let me... Um. There is a one of the stories that is optioned for HBO or the HBO option from from Martin is called the Sea Snake. Is that kind of where you're going with it? Now the Sea no. Snake. Oh, okay. So, so so here's yeah. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say the Sea Snake is the the dude on the Great or on the uh, yeah on the Great Council or sorry on the King's Council of. He's a master uh, admiral or whatever. The black okay. dude with the with the dreads. Okay. That's his name, the Sea Snake. And I thought maybe you were going with the second season, focusing on them, maybe? So, uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't think it is, because one of the people who's cast is, like, one of the big names on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think I'm safe saying this, so I'm going to say it. Um, Text it to me first. Okay. All right. Uh, Let me do that. And I'll uh, I'll talk a little bit about Otto Hightower. Otto Hightower here, who uh, is the king's hand and his father-in-law. And the Hightowers are from Old Town, which is kind of like the, I don't know, kind of like uh, Harvard. In a way, just like a huge university where that's where all the maesters go when they're like acolytes in order to become a maester and whatnot. Okay, yeah. reading your text now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's safe to say without, okay. yeah. without so, saying the character's name. Yeah, yeah, so so basically, for, for those who don't know, um, there are a few characters who are cast as like young. This character and then other actors are cast as adult version of the same character. So I think this series is definitely going to do some time jumping. I don't know exactly how far they'll go with that. Mm -hmm. But it would be interesting to see if if HBO, like, I don't know, showed a little bit of restraint for the storytelling. and, And maybe the showrunners had, like, a defined idea for what this season of television is supposed to be. And then maybe... The plan is to do something different with another ten episodes. You know, tell another story in this world. I, if they if they were going that route, that would definitely keep me interested. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And th- they have a easier time because there's a definitive end to this story too. So it's it's easier to plan out seasons, mm-hmm. um, story arc wise and character arc wise, knowing that there's a definitive end for this. Hmm. This is fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> all this shit with his wife yeah. is just fucking... His sister wife is brutal. She seems very nice. Seems to be She's a incredibly sweet reasonable. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I... Six of our kids died at birth. <laughs> Do you think after this one, I could just, like, go to fucking High Garden and chill with the Tyrells and their estate and... Fucking this one time. Can I just this one time? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's a miracle I look the way I do after giving birth to all these children. Can I just like? Can I just like go somewhere else for a little while and just enjoy it? Can I just like sit and get a tan one day? Can I get my uterus a break, please? (laughs) Also, great Targaryen name, uterus. Uterus the bold. <laughs> Uterus the brave. 
<laughs> uterus the chaste. <laughs> uterus the chapped. Oh, Jesus. First of her name. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so other things that I, I really liked about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you, you have trepidation about uh, Matt Smith as Damon. Um, yeah. I, having not read the book, I, I actually liked him a lot. Um, Look at this fucking Matthew McConaughey scene right now. He's got a he's a strange looking guy, you know. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. He, he seemed a little bit too gentle looking yes. when I when I first saw him. Mm-hmm. But the more he kind of digs into the character, it's kind of working for me. It does, but I chalk that up to the dialogue, right? Like I ch- mm. I chalk that up to the writing, and like I'm not saying anything about Matt Smith not being a great actor. He is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, clearly just a great actor, but Damon Targaryen is like that dude jumps off the page when you read it in the way like a Jamie Lannister does. Mm-hmm. And but Damon is like he's a warrior, but like he he fucking loves his brother. Like he, he'll just do whatever his brother says. Like he's just that he has that kind of loyalty. He doesn't have yeah. the ambition to like fucking take his brother out or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They just have that, like, real close relationship. The way he's written in the book is he's he just fucking just doesn't give a fuck. So I like mm-hmm. the council scene later, but he's, like, he's fucking dark. I'm not intimidated by Damon Targaryen on screen. Got it. I should be. Got it. Like, we all should be. Um, but he's able to cut it like Jamie Lannister does by being like super, super, super charismatic mm-hmm. and, and charming with, and, and know how to turn a phrase and stuff like that. But you just know, he yeah. just doesn't give a fuck. Dude. How fucking awesome does his armor look though? Look at oh that fucking God. helm. Yeah. And that's, that's not even the one that he rides with later. Right. That I he know. tilts with. Oh, that one's, that that one's fucking better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's rough. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> After eight seasons of Game of Thrones, just when you think you've seen everything. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> God, fucking damn it. To draw a little bit of a City Watch parallel. So City Watch is the city's police force that Damon actually came up with and whipped them into order. He's the one that actually gave them their gold cloaks. Um, okay. But... Bronn winds up being the commander of the City Watch when Terry in his hand. He makes him fucking commander of the City Watch. Uh, God damn it. Ugh, it's just reminding me how much they fucked that show up. <laughs> now, I don't understand these little... All right, now we all have to put our fucking hungry hippo balls on this plate. I don't get that. I was wondering that as well. That was uh, going to be one of my questions, so I guess I will be Googling that later. No idea what that is. I don't remember anything like that in the book, but I could have missed it. I bet you it's one of those things. It's like your responsibility to this council. You know, this is your this, this is a totem of your uh, yeah. participation mm. and willingness to, you know, willingness mm. to participate in what we've got going here kind of thing. I would say keep an eye on this guy, Sir Robert Strong, who is uh, oh, oh. Damon. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Like he comes off as like just a, you know, fucking an NPC. <laughs> yeah. Who has a couple of speaking parts, but he becomes a major player. So Patty Considine. Um, if that's how it's pronounced, it might be Considine, I don't know. Mm. Um, he has directed a few movies. One mm-hmm. in particular, I might have recommended this to you before, called Tyrannosaur. It's got Peter Mullen and, oh, what's her name? Olivia. Um, Wild. Ah, she just won an Oscar. <laughs> uh, just won an Oscar a couple of years ago for, uh, for, fuck, 
God damn it. She was in The Lost Daughter, Olivia. She's also in Hot Fuzz. She's the one woman in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, okay. Always making the, the, the lesbian puns and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in any case, um, the two of them are in it. And I want to say like Eddie Marzen or something. But uh, really, I mean, depressing fucking movie. But really, really good shit. Uh, worth a watch. Now, Hand of the King, mm-hmm. he is a, he's from High Garden? He's from Old Town. He's a High Tower. High Tower in Old Town. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Uh, is there any High Towers in the main series? I don't think any major High Tower characters in the main series. Okay. Because they're just kind of hiding away. Yeah, we don't see any Tyrells. I don't think we we see a Stark later on in the episode. Yeah, no Martells. Um, no Martells, but we do see a Dornish character. Yeah. Mm, so that yeah, that, so that's uh, the sea snake right there, Cor- Corliss okay. Valerion, and he's the brother-in-law of the king. And he is married to Viserion's sister, who did not get the crown, correct? That's their aunt. That's their aunt. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So she was actually, so she's called the queen who never was. She was actually supposed to be the the next ruler. Okay. But, you know, she got lady parts. You can't fucking have that, apparently. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, I love how <laughs> Game of Thrones... They just find new ways to get right up to the edge of, of just hardcore porn. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like, how how close can we get? Like, there's a shot coming up. When they go back to the brothel, there's like a chick straddling a guy. And she gets up just high enough oh, where yeah. you can almost see everything. And I, I'm looking at it. I'm just like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? You know? Like, what's... Uh, this chick, by the way, is fucking fantastic. Um, I mean, that's kind of a... Yeah, boyish ass, but li- listen to her. What? Perhaps a madam. I have several. <laughs> Could even arrange one with Silvera. You are Demon Targaryen. Right of Caracas, will dog dogs. Like, she's not like. You got anything on your mind you maybe you want to talk about or anything like this? She's like, uh, I'll bring four other bitches in here. And one of them could right. have silver hair, too, if that's your fancy. Exactly. This, this fucking brunette hair ain't doing anything for you. Ugh. And I, I like problem solvers myself, so kudos I, You know, to her. It's, a good, it's a good quality to have anywhere, really. Whorehouses, <laughs> uh, you know, office settings, wherever. I thought the scale of this was a little off. Too big or too small? Well, I it looks too big in, in parts. Like, is anybody can anybody fucking hear him here? But this this looks super small. I don't know. It's kind of all over the place for me. I just, I just couldn't get a good sense of how big or small it was. So actually, the black dude, uh, Corlys Valarian, they're actually offshoots. They have Targaryen blood, so they're considered Targaryen cousins. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they, they, uh, they're from a, uh, an island called Driftmark, which is, like, right next to Dragonstone, which is the uh, Targaryen stronghold. <laughs> Liz, was yeah, laughing, I mean, Liz was laughing at the fucking, uh, the, uh, the squires, I guess. Oh, the pole boys? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, get the fuck out of here. They all fall down. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah. But this was, again, this was like another indication that the, I don't know, it seems like the kingdom's fairly prosperous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the king announces, the, you know, the birth of his next child is imminent, and it's a, mm-hmm. you know, they all clap. I mean, I, I guess it's skewed heavily, right? It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. with Robert Baratheon, when he was king, it's like he was fat and drunk all the time, and mm-hmm. it was a totally different dynamic, so obviously... Yeah. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be happy to, you know, make any announcements or actually lead people. Right, right, right. And speaking of, there was, you... a, there was a Baratheon. Yeah, yeah. Who are also cousins of the Targaryens. Um, another thing that I appreciated about the uh, 
about this episode was the, mm-hmm. the, the restraint that it showed. Um, I feel like they did a good job of not hammering you with member berries. Um, That's funny, because I sent the boys something about uh, about that, because they were asking if I was going to do commentaries for it. <clears throat> and I was like, here's some sample dialogue. Because I was already going into it, like, this is going to be so fucking on the nose, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Possible dialogue that will tie it to the main series. Oh, those Starks, a cold people, but hot tempers who sometimes lose their heads. All right, here's another one. And after the last dragon is dead, there will never, ever, ever be another dragon again for a thousand million years. And there's also, uh, the Baratheons have Targaryen blood, but they can never be kings. Who standeth with me? And then the last one is Theon Greyjoy has no cock. So I figure, like, at some point they're just going to throw that in there. Well, I mean, first episode they cut a pair of balls off. So <laughs> that is true. That's true. But... Look at this shit, dude. Fuck it. Uh, this is just the most badass. I, I mean, <sighs> you look at that helm. Dude, it's awesome. It's a, little fl- it's a little floppy. Honestly, it's a little floppy. It's floppy. <laughs> And I know Rhaegar Targaryen had a winged helm when he fought Robert Baratheon on the fucking mm. trident, but it's so impractical. Oh, yeah. All Bobby would have to do is, like, just get the head of his hammer, hook one of those fucking wings, pull him towards him, and then, you know, oh, stuff yeah. in his face or something. See, this is a dick move right here. Damon's mm. part. Very uh, passive-aggressive. In bird culture, that is something we refer to as a dick move. <laughs> bird up. That, that's, that's coming out in like two weeks, you know. Yeah. yeah. A little more Rick and Morty. Love it. Also, dude, how great is it? Oh, for, actually, that was awesome that you got to see the dragons flying in the distance. But um, uh, they have the money now for this scale. So in the main series... The only time, I think the only time they had a tournament, like an actual tournament, it was like in a field. Right. Um, and that's when the fucking mountain kills a horse and shit. Oh, yeah. But it, there was, it was just like two rows of people. That's all it was. Now you get to have the whole pomp and circumstance of it all. Oh, this is where the fucking squires get fucked. Just... <laughs> He's about to get fucked up. Yeah. Like, Here's your poem, Lord. Fuck, Fuck you. Dick move. Woof. And it's like, who's going to tell the king's brother something? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Targaryen uh, siblings, cousins, whatever. Like they know they can get away with that shit. So they just like fuck with the small folk or smaller houses. They're totally like eighties rich kid bullies. Mm-hmm. They're the James Spader of the fucking Targaryen or the of Westeros. <laughs> uh, spot on. Yeah, I love the detail of all that armor. That's just very fucking cool. The um the shoulder pads remind me a little bit of um Bram Stoker's Dracula at the beginning of that mm-hmm. when. Uh, when Dracula's got that red, red fucking armor, and it look it almost looks like musculature, but it's armor. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. On the shoulders, all those like really strong, defined lines and stuff. This is black instead of red, but similar mm-hmm. feel. Now, I don't know if they were insinuating this or not, but are we meant to believe that? And I'm sorry, the princess's name is it Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, yeah. Rhaenyra. Are we meant to believe that Rhaenyra has a thing for her friend here? Like, romantically? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if they're okay. going with that. Got it. I don't know if they're going with that. Um, but they are super close, though. They're really close. They grew up together. Yeah. Their families are basically intertwined, so. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Rainer is a fucking great character. Um, and Rainis, the queen who never was, is like 
just a fucking. She's a badass, but it's she's such a tra- tragic character, though. Nick hmm. Damon just fucking up the high towers, <laughs> one after the other. Oh wait, that's not Damon. Never mind. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, why would anybody ever want to joust? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's prove your manhood, dog. If... <laughs> I mean, fine, but I'd like to, you know, maybe, like, lose, I don't know, 80% of my manhood and then, you know, be able to go and get a beer afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm fine with that. Yeah, you went on. I, th- I think you'd be more of a melee person, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then you just fucking, all right, you just take the easy way out and just drink some fucking mead with the boys. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, always just the fakest mm-hmm. vomiting scenes. You know, yeah, somebody yeah. holding up the fucking hose. <laughs> <laughs> His whole thing, too, was like, look, I can't be in the hit. They're just obsessed with history. So they're like, Viserys is like, I can't be the fucking king who who made the precedent for women rulers. I can't be known as that right. king. Right. It's like, okay. Well, now you're known as the king who fucking made your poor wife pregnant seven times and fucking six of them died. Right. Seven of them died, I guess. It's a, one thing I did like about this situation, though, is that, I mean, maybe I'm just a heartless fuck, but I, I, I can, I, I really felt the, the difficulty of the choice that he's making here. I mean, he, he makes it quickly, but at the same time, the more I thought about this, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, you know, you have a chance at having the first male heir that might not happen again, or, you know, save the mother and be reticent to, you know, the, the, never, never, maybe never having another child with this woman mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, not even taking the chance. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's It's such a fucked up choice that like. I, I felt that the the writing of the episode did a decent job of, of like at least acknowledging that that was not a. It happens fast because the episode's an hour, but I, I felt like there was some weight behind it. You know, thought it was well done. Yeah, it seems like they took their time with it too, and they didn't rush it. You don't have Viserys uh, just like rashly making a decision. Right. You know, he's like torn over it, obviously, but you know, um, his wife does mention something. In the book about how... Oh, hold on. I want to see this fucking squire bite it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's just rolling on the ground. <laughs> Give me that shit. Fuck out of here. Um, she's like, well, you could always have a wife. You could have another wife. You could just get married again, and maybe she'll give you a son. And so that comes up, that comes up constantly uh, as an option for other kings, too. And, you know, the first king was a polygamist. So, like, the first few kings, um, like, practiced that. And then uh, the, 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 in order to have, um, what's the fucking, god damn it, like, the maesters behind them and, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, all the religious people behind them, they had to get rid of polygamy because they just, the, they couldn't agree on it. And there was like wars yeah. fought over it and everything, and like the uh, um, the sept with all the fucking holy people, they wound up taking swords against the crown and shit. It's fucking pretty interesting, but uh, <clears throat> it seems like that would be an easy option there. But you know, there's fucking rules against it now. Yeah. 
Of course, in 172 years, <laughs> nobody gives a fuck about those rules anymore, dog. Fuck no. I also think, just to go back to that intro real quick, the last that we see of King's Landing is just burnt to a crisp. So I think part mm. of how long that sequence went on was just to show its opulence before it was fucking burnt to a crisp. Right, right. This is awesome. Yeah. He's fucking grinding this pole. Kickflip. <laughs> 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 Nice job. <laughs> it's just fucking 5,000, 10,000 right above him. <laughs> His counter just keeps going up. Yeah, so this is uh, Sir... Starts playing. Yeah. This is uh, Sir Kristen Cole. He fights with a fucking spike ball and chain. Is it Morningstar? Morningstar, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I kind of fucked up so, on, his, on his shield because oh, it's like full and then it's like broken apart it's oh yeah forth. well i'm glad you mentioned that because i felt like this was pretty poorly edited um mm-hmm. it's too much quick cutting and like yeah yeah i, I would just i would just like to see the fight instead of the mm-hmm. bullshit so but here, here's the thing like viserius yeah. stays there with her keeps his hand on her like you know what i mean he doesn't shy away from it like oh he's yeah he can easily have somebody else in there order somebody else yeah there. He's he's living with his decision. There's there there's something honorable about that, you know. For it's sure, like, for sure. Right, man who passes the sentence swings the sword, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you, you get a you get a decent feeling from this guy that he at least is bound by some kind of honor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like he might not might not have been the greatest king, but like that's the thing. Is like most people want either a warrior king or like. A fucking like I've been saying, like a benevolent king that is, you know, would rather like sue for peace than war. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you can consider that a bad king, but I don't live in Westeros. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh, I might have to. I might have to look up somebody who can uh, 3D print me that helm. That's that's the shit. That's so sick. I just want to be able to go out to the movies on Friday night wearing that thing, you know. <laughs> that was awesome. Get the fuck out of here. That's hilarious. Look at you like, you yield? And he's just like, uh... Huh? He doesn't nod. He doesn't say yes or anything. It just like looks up and down, like obviously. Yeah, pretty much. So this was directed by Miguel Sapochnik, mm. who did quite a few um, Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, it looks like he. Uh, yeah, so he did the bells, which was when Danny sets uh King's he, uh, he did the long night that wins a winner did yeah. battle the bastards at hard home did yeah. give, i mean he did some fucking banger episodes well i remember him from the end of season documentary um mm-hmm. if memory serves he had to step away for a little bit for some health concerns and he came back for the last season for a, f- a few of those episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but I remember him being fairly distinctive from some of the other people working on set just because I, I think he walked with a little bit of a limp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't... I, yeah, it, it's not like I, I recognized him or anything like that, but I do I do remember him being noticeable. So when I saw his name on this episode, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. that, that kind of makes sense. Um, bringing a guy who knows the world, you know, knows how to get these uh, ideas across at least. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I did not look up is who the showrunners are for this. Um, so it's Martin and actually no, that's that's incorrect because I, I was thinking of the uh, created by. Hold on one second, let me see. So it's Ryan Condal, who I don't think was a showrunner for. No, he wasn't the showrunner for, for Game of Thrones. It was the other guys. Um, but I think he did write a few episodes. So it's Ryan Condal and... 
think he might be the only one. I mean, it says Martin, though. Yeah. I mean, if HBO is smart, and who knows if they are or not, but I got to think that they're aware of how the show was received, and, you know, despite the fact that Lazy Bastard isn't finishing the books, yeah, I'm sure they, they said to him, like, look, uh, you know what this story is supposed to be, so how much mm-hmm. money do you want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that would be the... It'd be the right thing to do, but who knows? Yeah, like this. This is super smart. Great piece of writing. You only have an hour, mm-hmm. and in two lines you establish, okay, well, the baby died, and she has even less respect for her father and probably a little less love now. Yeah, yep. You're setting up all these different character dynamics. He's more you know, depraved than he was the last time we saw him. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just like very economic piece of writing this episode. I, I, I they did a really nice job with it. That's a really good point. Yeah. It is kind of like a giant info dump Yeah, and you get so much of it. You, you get, like you said, the, the dynamic between these two, you get, you know, some info about succession. You got your Jakaris moment. Mm. This motherfucker. Now what, what are these guys called? Dragons. This, <laughs> the uh, the dragon tamers. Like, do they have a defined name and role? That's a good here, question. I don't know. Of... Yeah. I think they're just a little bitches, little dragon fucking. They're dragon gra- dragon bitches. I think that's what. It Only is. reason I ask is because mm-hmm. when we first saw, uh, fuck her name, Rainera, Rainera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When she's dragon riding at the beginning and she lands. Mm-hmm. The older one is teaching the younger one how to deal with the dragon when he land, when when the dragon lands. So, kind of suggested that these guys are uh, tamers or keepers I, I of think some so, kind. Yeah. Keepers or tamers, yeah, I would yeah. say. This, uh, goddamn, I, I, dude, I really, really dug this episode. It's a lot of information, but like you said, they they were very deliberate and laying out all this information, they do it kind of in a plainly way and they give it enough time to breathe too. I, so we established before very, very apprehensive about starting the show Mm -hmm. worried about what I honestly, before you asked about doing the commentaries, I was kind of like 50, 50 on whether or not I'd even give it a shot. Mm. Um, I, I got to say, this episode totally won me over. I mean, it reminded me of why I watched Game of Thrones in the first place. You know, I had that same um, exact feeling. It, it seems like they got back to compelling, strong writing, interesting characters, pretty well-rounded characters right off the top. Mm. And I, I don't know, some really interesting plot lines. I like. I kind of. I already. I'm still learning names, but I know yeah. who everybody is. I know what they're after, for the most part. Mm. Um, you know, even even the hand of the king, like he clearly is trying to make moves because he figures, oh well, you know, if my daughter's the one who's pregnant, then then that'll be great for me, kind of oh, thing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I just I like that everything is very well defined, and I also like the idea that yes, Game of Thrones was all about who is going to take the Iron Throne and what that's going to mean for the realm. This is much more of a story. It already feels like, uh, you know, about when, when you have power, like what, what are the small mistakes you make that end up turning into wars down the road, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of a cool angle. So yeah. And a decision, a decision made by the King isn't done lightly or at least for this King, you know, and he could make, a decision that affects fucking history for the next 500 years. Right. And that decision might've been made, um, like, uh, like wholeheartedly and it came, the intention was good. And then it just turns out to mm. be war and famine. Right. And I find that kind of shit. So fucking fascinating.
Tell you what, though. Next Lollapalooza, mm -hmm. if we don't all have those little marble balls with marble saucers to put them into when we get to wherever we're going, yeah, it's going to be a fucking letdown, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, this basically was our meeting before the live show. We were <laughs> way more hungover. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So you uh, you read Fire and Blood. How much mm -hmm. of this episode is uh, how, how much of the book is covered by this episode? I should say. How much of this episode is covered in the book? Um, yeah. Let's say. Here's the thing. I mean it, that it's a pretty long book, and it starts with the first Targaryen king and it covers this whole story. So this whole story is just considered the, the dance of the dragons. It's uh, the blacks versus the greens. Now the greens are the high towers and uh, that'll, that'll come into play at some point. And the blacks mm. are, you know, the Targaryens um, without spoiling anything. So, and also, that whole Dance of the Dragons thing, Martin already, like, published that. So he just reused his old novellas that were part of, like, whatever fantasy anthology. Mm -hmm. It was already pre-published in other anthologies, and he just added it to Fire and Blood. So, like, this story's been around for maybe 10 years, maybe longer than that. Um, But, yeah, all, mm. all of this is in here in, in terms of the family dynamics, not so much of dialogue or anything, but, uh, you get a lot of this. You get a lot of this. That's why I'm, that's why I'm so fucking stoked because I kind of know where a lot of the storylines and character arcs are going. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot though. It's a lot. It's a lot of characters. Yeah. It's good that it's Targaryen though. You know what I mean? Like Targaryen and maybe a few other families. It yeah. at least like narrows the scope a little bit more than going from fucking continent to continent, island to island, like in the main series. Yeah, it's funny. You say that, it, it, it immediately made me think of um, the Greyjoys and Pike and, yeah. and mm -hmm. that whole side of things. I wonder if they ever get into... Well, I guess it's funny. So I'm, I'm trying to think about what to say and what not to say here yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. based on like possible uh, theories for the books. But um, the, the whole like, you know, that, that awesome Eldritch Apocalypse yep, stuff yep. Mm -hmm. it, it, that they're definitely not going to get into in a certain way because of the way that they went with the show. Right. I wonder if they do that this sort of like Song of Ice and Fire anthology style for these different seasons, if they would ever consider going back to that to like explore ten episodes about that mm -hmm. pocket of the lore, you know? Yeah. Um and that pocket of the lore being like the main series, right? When, when you yeah, talk about the Eldritch yeah. Apocalypse and all that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I g I guess they couldn't because of how they did things in the show, but mm -hmm. be fucking fun though. <laughs> Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> Fucking swamp witches and shit. I mean, mm -hmm. Come on. Voodoo priests. Here's what, here's what you're talking about. Alright, so here, it's, yeah, coming up right here. Right Jesus. there. <laughs> I saw a knot. I saw a fucking balloon knot. <laughs> That's where he got it. Ugh. It's funny, too, with all these shows, because now they have uh, intimacy coordinators, right, oh, for all, yeah. all the different... I, I can't imagine how hilarious of a job that must be. Oh, it, look at the dude getting a, a fucking blowjob 
yeah. on the <laughs> left and just watch the girl. Keep keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were watching that yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, please pick your head up and look at the camera. Please pick your head up and look at the camera." She does. I was like, "Yes." See, mom, that's me in the episode. Oh, oh, god. Good news, I got my first gig and it's with hbo <laughs> bad news giving an on-screen hummer to a, a fucking bearded fat dude no no no. bad news I, it's not a speaking role but you definitely see my face <laughs> <laughs> look at the dude over there mid-stroke <laughs> basically has a fucking spotlight on him oh shit That's definitely pulled from the book, too. Air for a day. I like what Damon says right here. It's kind of a callback to the main Cut the image of the Conqueror, brother. Cut the image of the Conqueror, brother. In the first season of Game of Thrones, uh, when Tyrion comes back from the wall, he stops at Winterfell. Mm. And Rob is sitting on the Lord's chair. I forget what they call it. Uh... And he has his blade on his lap. And it's basically like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck you up right now. Yeah. It's like you don't fucking greet a guest with uh, open steel, as they call it. Because it's, it's right. just basically a fucking threat. So I like what Damon said there. Just like, hey, you fucking, wow, you look great. You look great as a conqueror. Because that's not him at all. It's, that's not Viserys right. at all. It's the right. fucking dick move. You know, Targaryens with the, with their silver hair, right? Yeah. It, it is very difficult to buy that on most of these characters. But I find that the more you see them, the more it sort of becomes an afterthought. Like, I don't think of it as much. Mm-hmm. But Paddy Considine is so clearly not yeah. a silver-haired yeah. guy. Sure, absolutely. Matt Smith, it seems like they've done a better job with his makeup, where mm-hmm. at least... it. He he has that like I don't know Legolas elf kind of look to him, so it it doesn't look Absolutely. as it doesn't clash as much, right? Right, right. Serious is a little uh, I don't know I don't know if it's the five o'clock shadow or what, but it's it's tough to buy. It looks like a wig with him, I guess. It does, yeah, absolutely. Well, it makes him look like he's ninety five years old. Yeah. Where, like, Matt Smith doesn't look aged by the white hair. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he's exiling Damon to uh, to the Vale, where actually his wife is at, and he's just fucking abandoned his wife. Mm. He's like, I'm going to go hang out in King's Landing. Fuck you. That was definitely a um, a political marriage. Yeah. So you could bring the veil under the crown and whatnot. Maintain a good relationship. Is that a notable blade that the king has? It is. I don't remember what that is, but uh, Damon has Dark Sister, and that's the ancestral sword. Ancestral Targaryen sword. That's Aegon the Conqueror's mm-hmm. sword. And then it was, okay. uh, yeah, it was given to, given to Damon. Oh, you got a little foreshadowing there. Yep. I was telling Liz um, yesterday too. That was the whole. Thing. That's the whole thing about like in the in the books and then like Fire and Blood and any of the history books, the Game of Thrones history books. <clears throat> it was talk about kings who like cut themselves and die on the throne. There's been a few of those kings, and there's there's like in universe theories that. They didn't cut themselves. Somebody just came in and fucking killed them or poisoned them or something like that. 
What did you think of the fucking the candle different... wrangler? By the way, you think it's a dra- <laughs> dragon tamer off duty? <laughs> good question. Good question. Sorry, go ahead. Um, what did you think of the uh, the look of the dragons in this? I think they look great. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? It's clear that the uh, the effects budget has has ballooned a little bit because I, I think they did a pretty damn good job of the couple. Ooh, excuse me. The couple scenes of. Uh, you know, interactions with, like, a human and a dragon. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Damon sort of, like, petting one of them. Mm-hmm. Renara getting off the dragon when she arrives. I mean, they look pretty good. Yeah. I think they're probably pretty confident if you lead off, you know, your your first episode with an aerial dragon shot, you know? Oh, yeah. And this skull, mm-hmm. is this the same one that we saw? Oh, well, I'm trying to think now. When Arya is exploring King's Landing, yes. she comes across a giant skull. Is this the same one? It's supposed to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's Balerion, the, ba- the Black Dread. He was Aegon the Conqueror's uh, dragon. And he lived for like, I don't know, like 100 years or something. Like five different mm-hmm. kings wrote him. Yep. But he's the OG. He's the one that burnt Harrenhal to the fucking ground. Got it. I mean, obviously everybody's going to know it when he says it, but the fact that, you know, he explains... One day the cold will come and mm-hmm. someone will have to take care of it. Call yeah. the Song of Ice and Fire, blah, blah, blah. That That is a little on the nose, but it, like, it, I didn't brush up against it because like, you have to, it has to be established, you know? Yeah, you have to, you have to tie it in somehow. I was okay with it, like even as a fucking book nerd, because you're right, you have, you have to tie it in somehow and. I mean, why not use the Song of Ice and Fire thing? I do like this scene a lot. Because mm. it's very common in-universe to, uh, when there's a new ruler or there's a new appointed successor or whatever, you're like, all right, let's get all the fucking great lords in here from all the realms. Have them, yeah. you know, plead fealty to, or pledge fealty to, uh, you know, my decision. Mm. Yeah, bad motherfucker. I mean, that looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. That eye looks good. Not bad. Not bad. So there's a... this, This isn't a spoiler, but at some point, there's something called Dragon Spawn. And dragon spawn are the illegitimate children of the Targaryen lords who just go around and fuck all the small folk. <laughs> so at some point, they ha- they actually have more dragons than they they do dragon riders, and the only people with Targaryen blood can ride dragons. So then there's this whole mad dash to try to find dragon spawn to ride mm. dragons during. Uh, the dance. Which I love. You know, some little blonde kid running around. He's just like, I'm Dragon Spawn. What's up? <laughs> you can't sue me. My dad's Dragon Spawn. <laughs> Absolutely. You know who my dad is? No, seriously. Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> Yeah, um, as this episode's closing out, I, they, they did a really solid job of hooking me. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this next week now. Absolutely, man. 
you know, not 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 getting overly enthusiastic. It's one episode, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it, it's it's the first time in years, and I'm talking like back to season five, probably mm-hmm. first time in years where it feels like the writing is appropriate. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're not rushing to some conclusion. Like you said, things are being given room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's working for me. And, you know, they delivered on some fucking dragons. Sure episode did. one. Sure yeah, seeing how they treated this first episode. So I think they wound up optioning, they meaning uh, HBO, I think HBO wound up optioning like nine different or ordering like nine different fucking Song of Ice and Fire stories. Mm. Seeing how this one played out in this first episode makes me think they have a pretty good handle on the story. And um, I don't know. It just feels like it's in safe hands, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel I feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, huge skeptic, huge whatever set it up front set it in the middle but um yeah i i would say if anybody's listening to this and they didn't watch the episode they're trying to figure out if they're going to get into this or not um if you liked you know if you liked game of thrones at some point it's because of those early seasons yeah 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 this feels like it's back to those early seasons already Mm -hmm. so who knows if it'll hold up but at least for one episode pretty good i'll be here next week so yeah and we hope you all will be, too. So we'll be recording these on Tuesdays for a Wednesday release. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can move that up a day. I don't know. Didn't really think about it. Yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. But uh, 708-406-9546, if you would like to leave a voicemail, answer it on the big show, The Binge Cast, out every Monday. And uh, subscribe to The Full Binge. For 5 bucks a month, you get uh, additional content mm-hmm. on uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Binge Media. All right. I think that's it. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. See you. Peace. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget. Shut up. I'm waiting.